CBS Chief Washington Correspondent Major Garrett is with us on the WTMJ Hotline. He is the host and creator of the Takeout Podcast, which is kind of fun. He eats and drinks and talks to very interesting people, and his book is The Big Truth. Major, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Good afternoon, John. How are you? I'm good. I wanted to start by asking you your opinion of the Donald Trump sit-down interview with Caitlin Collins and the fallout after the interview. What were your takeaways from what you saw? So, unlike some critics' assessment, there was news value to that town hall. Not just for those who like former President Trump, but for those who despise him and who will run against him and who will look for things that he said at that town hall to use against him should he become the Republican nominee. There are also things for E. Jean Carroll to look at in that town hall. There are also things for Jack Smith, a special counsel here in Washington, D.C., to look at and evaluate. There was lots of things that the former president said that landed in a newsworthy way. Having said that, it seemed to me that CNN went out of its way to accommodate the former president strictly for ratings, accommodate him by the format, accommodate him by the moderator, accommodate him by hacking the crowd with known Trump supporters. So he would not only be warmly received at the outset, but likely to receive exactly what he got. Applause, chuckles, and knowing glances throughout, reaffirming him and giving the audience the impression that the former president is an unstoppable force in the Republican nominating conversation. That didn't need to happen. CNN could have done this differently. It chose not to. And when the former president said, CNN offered him a deal he couldn't refuse. It appears it's exactly what it did. That is a kind of supine journalistic approach that I don't think serves the network well or journalism as well as it could have been served. So I wanted to ask you, taking that a step further, Major, everything you just so accurately laid out led to the event that we saw. And then afterwards, they had not one but two panels of people that were there were 14 people total and 13 of them came out and attacked Trump and attacked how it all went and then there's one guy up there who who was uh, carrying water for Donald Trump but it was mm-hmm. so odd to see the measures they went to to make sure they landed him and then afterwards they spent hours and hours and hours just on the attack either on the attack or or raising questions about the accuracy of the things that the former president said and there was a a veritable feast of things you had to fact check with the former president. Um, But look, the CNN knows that the audience is there for the buildup and for the town hall and typically hits the exits afterwards, which is exactly what happened. And the ratings weren't nearly as good as CNN was anticipating. They were okay, but they weren't great. And in the succeeding two days, Thursday and Friday, the primetime ratings were lower, suggesting that this might have been a miscalculation because conservatives are not going to suddenly go back to CNN in droves, and moderates and Democrats may leave CNN or may leave it temporarily in fury or sort of frustration with the way this town hall was put. So as a business proposition, it doesn't seem to have worked very well. Um, There are ways to do this, but let's just say, for example, all right, Major, what one way would you do it? Well, I would do it in a cold studio. Nobody there. Black drape, moderator, and Trump all on tape so it can be fact-checked and then presented later. Trump would never agree to that. Therefore, you don't get it. If you don't get it, you don't get the ratings pop. So all those things fit into this conversation for CNN. But I will not agree with those who say it should never have happened under any circumstances 
and it was a completely vacuous, non-journalistic exercise. That's not true. Real things were said that will have real effect on the contours of the campaign. Therefore, journalistically, at the margins, it's justifiable. Major, who else do you see or expect to come through as a Republican candidate? Well, look, we're going to have a really interesting month. Uh, Pay attention, folks. The next month, the next 30 days will be very important for the conversation for the Republican nomination in 2024. I know plenty of people in the audience who may be Trump supporters. What are you talking about, Major? It's already over. Trump's going to get it. It's all in the bag. Maybe yes, maybe no. But Mike Pence is going to get in. That's very clear now. He just launched a super PAC. You don't launch a super PAC unless you're going to get in. Ron DeSantis is going to get in. Tim Scott is going to get in. All within the next two or three weeks. And then Chris Sununu is going to let us know if he's going to run as a favorite son in New Hampshire. And Chris Christie will let us know if he's going to run as a kamikaze pilot to go at the good ship Trump in 2024. Because that would be the only purpose of him getting in the race. That would be five different people jumping in in the next month. But a minimum of three. And as Chris Christie said a week ago, and he's right about this, if nothing else, he may be wrong about everything else, but he's right about this. There still isn't a campaign. Why isn't there a campaign? Because nobody yet is saying Trump is wrong and I am right. He's worse. I'm better. And this is why. Until that happens, we don't have an actual campaign that may come sooner in the next two or three weeks when some of the names I just mentioned decide to get in. Major Garrett, CBS's chief Washington correspondent, is with us on WTMJ. Conversations continue surrounding the debt ceiling. Is progress being made? So uh, this just happened here in Washington at the White House. The meeting concluded between the four congressional leaders and the president. And Speaker McCarthy came out and said two things I think are very important. One, there'll be more people added to the conversations, which is what Speaker McCarthy requested, and that those conversations will yield or are trying to yield a bipartisan agreement, meaning that Democrats are going to have to agree on this, and Speaker McCarthy is acknowledging the reality of that. The first thing I mentioned, that other people will be added to the conversations matter. And what the Speaker wanted was the head of the Office of Management and Budget to be a direct participant in the conversations. That is a show of respect from the White House to Speaker McCarthy. Now, you may say, who cares about these shows of respect? Trust me, things like this matter in Washington. The Speaker of the House has felt fronted off and disrespected by the White House all these many, many weeks. When he talks about you waited 97 days, you waited 100 days, what he's really saying is you tried to minimize me as Speaker of the House. You tried to ignore me, and you thought this would be a Senate game. I've told you from the beginning this is going to be a House of Representatives game, and you ignored me. And McCarthy is still ticked off by that. And it takes a while for people in Washington to get over that. It sounds as if atmospherically that's happening. And everyone knows the deadline's looming, two or three weeks maximum. So there was progress today. There's no deal. Also, President Biden was supposed to be gone for quite a while on a three-nation overseas trip. It's going to be cut down to one. He's going to go to the G7 meetings in Tokyo and then come back and be back in town by Sunday. That's going to give them more time to negotiate, more time to work this out. Major Garrett is CBS's chief Washington correspondent. His book is The Big Truth. I have it sitting right on the edge of my uh, bookshelf. When you walk in the in my den, you can see it. It's a great book. You ought to pick it up. It's very, very relevant today. And check out the Takeout Podcast, heard weekends here on WTMJ. Major, always good to have your perspective. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. See you.